Today should be, oh, yeah. Um, hi, I'm Kristen. Oh, right, and I'm Andrea. And this is Wait. Tell me everything. Yeah, we keep forgetting to do that. But we you know, keep if you're listening, you, you know what it is. I figure if you're here, you've come here on purpose. You didn't just kind of stumble upon this. Yeah, well, are we welcome if you did stumble upon us. Welcome. welcome. Hey. 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 Hey there. Hey, hearty warm welcome. Um, you're, we're happy to have you. Absolutely. Um, the more the merrier. The more the merrier. Mm-hmm. Just a little aside. Um, yes. I have this nasty, like, sorry, folks, gross out, little ear thing going on. Ooh, man. And I tried to do, like, um... You know, we have a friend who's Mama Juju. Um, uh, yes. Something she suggested, mm-hmm. and I didn't dilute it enough, so my ear got very angry with me. So oh, I'm in a mm. little bit of pain. I went and got some real medicine, and so <laughs> <laughs> you put the little uh, the herbs and uh, man. I said, I know aside. It's, yeah, it's partly my fault because, like I said, I didn't dilute it enough and. Oh, oh god. my god, it was horrible. So, um I have, you know, cotton in my in one of my ears and Aww. you know, my headphones on and it hurts. So <laughs> I'm sorry to get my ice pack. So I'm gonna try to Make get pain. it done. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna try. Um Okay. Yeah, so Boo, I'm sorry, that sucks. Oh my god, it's so painful. So yikes! Yeah, oh. Ugh. crazy. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, all so right. you're gonna pull through. I am. So I'm like literally like laying down in the bed. Oh, <laughs> That's not a good thing at all. I know, but oh my gosh, and I'm so sleepy. I hardly got. I I got less than. Six hours of sleep last night because I just could not go to sleep. Um, What's wrong with you? Nothing was wrong with me. I was actually quite tired, as I've mentioned before. I teach, you know, um, oh, yeah. Bible study on Wednesday nights, and you know, so I came home after that. I didn't do too much, you know. I kind of, you know, fed the dog and the cat, took the dog out for his walk, and put um, made sure everything was ready for the morning, you know, to pack my lunch and all that to mm-hmm. go. And um, and pretty much, you know, just did my bedtime routine and went to bed. And I was sleepy. I read my book like I typically do to kind of like help, you know, um, you know, help me get rested. And mm-hmm. I got sleepy as I was reading. And I was like, all right, put the book down, rolled over, shut my eyes. And my brain was like, nope. It just started thinking about all kinds of stuff, like what I could have done better in the lesson that night, how maybe I needed a diagram. 
like it was like let, let's talk about like what we could have done differently and I'm like no 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 I don't I don't want to have this conversation right now <laughs> like let's not talk about this tonight <laughs> and and the brain was like no we want to go for all points right now and I was like yeah this is not working for me so I basically tossed and turned um for like a good like hour and a half or more um you know so it's just like you know you get to bed on time it's like you but you really just you know like you need to like just go to sleep and that'll give you your full like seven to eight you know and mm -mm, it's just well you know i never get a seven to eight well you yeah you've done i was you know you know the good thing about grief is like you sleep a lot like either you don't sleep Mm -hmm. at all or you sleep a lot but it's like i sleep I slept like just throughout the day, like there were naps and stuff, which I never do. So now mm-hmm. I'm back to my old can't sleep, mm-hmm. you know, getting up, you know, multiple mm-hmm. times a night. So that's been hard, especially working like 12 hour days. So the past week, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you manage. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And the driving, all the driving. Ugh. Ooh, yeah, all that driving. So yeah, so I was just super. I'm just sleeping, tired, um, but yeah. fine. I'm like, gonna try not to fall asleep. Ooh, okay, yeah. Let's not either of us fall asleep. How about that? Goals. Goals. Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. Woo-hoo. Oh my god! And before we get started, uh-huh. against my better judgment, I listened uh-huh. to the "Let's get this over with" or whatever. Let's just end this. Oh, the grief episode. The, <laughs> the grief episode. And girl, okay, why did I sound like you could tell? Like I was sad because I totally sounded different. Uh huh. Not only that, like I was so embarrassed by the smacking from the eating. Of the I told dips. you you were gonna regret that. I was like, oh my god, I sound so crazy and so i was like okay i just stop stop listening to this so yeah i had to like stop and again if you made it back after that disastrous episode sorry Thank you. you are seriously loyal oh my gosh so crazy okay such insanity it was oh, sorry but, you know whatever you were allowed yeah i'm just not feeling it no the only okay. thing that gave me peace and happiness at that moment were Cheez-Its. A big red cup full of Cheez-Its. Oh my gosh. <laughs> red cups are not for Cheez-Its, people. They were her were blue cups. Whatever. It was one of those party cups. Yeah, party cups are for other things. Party things. Hey, that's how I party. I party oh, with really? Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. Whatever. That's how I get down. Uh-huh. I believe living, you. Living right. Doing good stuff. <laughs> Not living right. That's what the girl <laughs> to tell you who thought that I was like super like younger than I was. And she's like, So do you not drink? I was like, Not really, but I used to. <laughs> she's like, So like you don't like you've like lived a good life. You didn't live a hard life. I was like, No. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. Like I wasn't like walking the streets, that's for right? sure. Like comparison. Nope, Man, um, no, nope, no, nope. you know, partied, but you know, relatively, you know, got my act <laughs> together in my thirties and lived a regular old boring life. That's me. So I was like, I don't, I don't do anything. So I so don't, funny. I don't drink enough water. I don't do anything. 
that would make people think that these are things. I was like, look at me. Do you look like a healthy wife? Well, apparently, you're like the fountain of youth over there. I was like, it's something in the water in Atlanta. It's hilarious. It's the humidity, I guess. The humidity helps. I I know that I look incredible on days that it's humid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do to you what I do to Cupcake, which she says like things about herself she was like i'm a smart girl like that's her new thing now it's a claim that she's a smart girl she'll say something and she's like i'm a smart girl and i was like (laughs) i love it and i was like and again a modest one yes yes exactly she cracks me up oh i love that i'm a smart girl and then she'll go yep that's because i'm a nice girl like because i'm nice (laughs) (laughs) like and again (laughs) and modest yes i am down with that yeah i'm just gonna start speaking you know, just positive affirmations yes, about myself. Learn from cupcakes. Learn from the babies. Learn from the babes. Out of the mouths of babes. Out like of the she mouths does of not babes. need anyone to encourage her. She is like the epitome of encourage yourself. As well as if you're not feeling me, I am feeling me. So Right. Boom. So that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So yeah, it's amazing how she has so much confidence as oh, you know, she I is pretty it. amazing, but like still. At yeah. such a, a young age, it's hilarious. I love it. Oh, I am definitely adopting this. It's a new, <laughs> like, a, just a new approach to life. Well, you're already there. You just said it. I look yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I look amazing on human days. Yeah. that's terrific. And modest. And modest. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I think she was like, I think I already talked about this on here, but she was like. What's modest me? <laughs> oh, right. She's probably like, okay, hold on. You keep saying that. I was like, I forget that you don't know things. So, because you act like you know right. everything. Right. Because so, you've like, been here before. Right. Well, that's what was like, they could tell a kid, like, hey, what was happening in 1940? Like, yeah, yeah like, right. Right. <laughs> hoping she'll slip up one day. Right, right, right. That's really funny. No, the Great Depression was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, so. that was a rough time. <laughs> that was a rough time for all of us. I'm just waiting for one day. Oh my gosh, just drop some catch her slipping. Yep, never slipping, baby. Yeah. Okay. Classic. (laughs) That is terrific. Okay, so what's going on in the news? In the news, newsworthy this week. um, I have two articles today. Um, One uh, again, these my usual kind of. Uh, one that's definitely sad and the other one that's just kind of like uh, just uh, perplexing more than anything. Um, so I'm going to start. Um, this is a uh, article by uh, Lindsay Beaver um, out of the Washington Post today. And the headline is the CDC researcher who mysteriously vanished in February mm. has been found dead. Yeah. Um, so, so sad. If um, I don't know if... Um, uh, those of you listening have seen this. It's now it, like now that he's been found and identified, um, his body's been identified. Um, it's definitely much um, more in the news. It was kind of very like um, very much in the news in February when this happened. But it's been seven weeks um, 
since this um, gentleman who is um, um, a researcher for the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Epidemiologist or something like that? Yeah, he's an epidemiologist. Um, So Vishal said a body was recovered Tuesday from the bank of the Chattahoochee River in Atlanta and that they have positively identified the deceased person as 35-year-old Timothy Cunningham. Um, Right now, the authorities are saying that there's no indication that there had been any foul play, Um, but it's still largely a mystery um, what the circumstances were that led to him turning up dead in the river. Um, There was a news conference that was held today And they say that it does appear that he drowned, but they've not yet determined um, or identified it as a drowning that was either accidental or intentional. Um, And at this point, the Atlanta police major, Michael O'Connor, told reporters that barring some new information coming forward, we may never be able to tell you how he got into the river. So basically the background is, um, like we said, um, Mr. Cunningham is an epidemiologist. He disappeared on February 12th. Uh, not long after learning why he had been passed over for a promotion at the CDC. Okay, but the thing is, okay, you know, CDC is here, he's here, he's a Morehouse alum, so yes. it's kind of been in my circle of news, like, a lot since he disappeared. Yeah. And one of the things that the CDC initially said, that he was passed over for a promotion, so they think uh-huh. that that's why... But they came back and recanted that and said that he was actually given a promotion. Right. I saw another news piece that said that. But this article, which was updated as of like 4 p.m. Eastern time, mm-hmm. um, so didn't have that. It just okay. it didn't. So I, I, so I don't know. I, it's just no, so weird. It's weird. Um, so... Um, since he disappeared on February 12th, the Cunningham family had been pleading for answers. They even partnered with the Atlanta Crime Stoppers to um, offer a $10,000 reward for information mm-hmm. leading to his return. Um, they started a GoFundMe page also to you know, be able to add to a reward for information. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there had been um, um, certain rescue crews had been scouring nearby woods. They'd been canvassing hospitals and jails. They'd been reviewing cell phone records, searching cemeteries. They even had a helicopter fly over the immediate area looking for either signs of life or worse. They said um, they had already also checked that the Chattahoochee, like that area that he was found in. Yeah, they said they searched that ri- the river back in February but had not found any indication mm-hmm. that there was a body at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, on the GoFundMe page, um, the int- one of the things that it says is that Tim is, um, the, you know, kind of the introduction on the page says, Tim is a very loving, brilliant, and responsible young man. Therefore, his sudden disappearance is highly irregular and very much out of character for him. Um, so the um, Atlanta authorities responded Tuesday night to reports that a body had been spotted by the river and found Cunningham lying face up on the muddy bank. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that he was known to be a jogger and he was wearing his favorite jogging shoes when he was found. He had three crystals in one of his pockets and they mm-hmm. noted that he was a collector of crystals. So that wasn't unusual. Um, and um, so the. Um, Did they say if this was where it was near where he lived? I didn't get a sense no. of that. I didn't get a sense of where. 
on the where this muddy bank where he was found where that was in relation to his home at all it doesn't seem um, like that's an area that he would live in personally okay i like so you like where where is it located you know atlanta now so it's like, not too far from where i work okay yeah and the thing is yeah and the thing also about and where is he said to live or do you know i don't know i just i don't know i'm just making a judgment about what his um status Status is yeah yeah. and that he wouldn't really live over there maybe Uh um but it's just weird to me like and i'm not getting into like the whole conspiracy stuff that some people are but right i feel like it's foul play because it's just weird that you know people his coworker said that he was sick and that's why he went home early but then he's jogging but then he's jogging with and he left his keys and his cell phone at home like that doesn't make any sense but he has crystals yeah it's it's all there's a lot of very strange things and that's why i think it's so mysterious is that there's so many things that just don't add up Mm-mm. but then there's also not like you know, whatever, like a smoking gun per se, like, no, uh, you know, like there's nothing real obvious. It's just a bunch of strange things that don't necessarily even like are associated with one another. There's just a bunch of odd facts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, O'Connor, who's the commander of the police department's major crimes division, told reporters that during the course of the investigation, detectives interviewed family members. They talked to friends, colleagues, looked at many other factors. None of them showed any indication that there'd been any foul play, um, and that um, now they're still awaiting toxicology results and um, for the medical examiner to give a final report. Um, but at this point, they are pretty sure that he drowned. But that's not that has not been officially you know, stated by by the M.E. And um, so everything is still under investigation. They told reporters things are fluid and things can change. Um, the um, the P, uh, his colleagues from the CDC have expressed that they're deeply saddened to learn of his death, that Tim was a treasured member of the CDC family, and his work as an epidemiologist was invaluable to the CDC's efforts to protect the health, safety, and security of Americans. Um, So he just seems to, like, and that's the other thing. Like, it doesn't seem like he's a guy who had, like, any enemies. Like, he's well-loved by friends and family and coworkers. It's not like he was... You know, like, it doesn't seem like there was but, anything going on. But the thing about people's lives, like, mm-hmm. people can have sure. these double lives or secret sure. things going on that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. And, like, that could very well sure. be in play. You know, you don't know. They've never said anything about a significant other for him uh-uh. or anything like that. So, like, you really don't know what's going on. Of course. In that area. So, like, there's just so many questions there's more questions definitely answers and i don't see uh-huh. well like they said unless somebody comes forward or something you know like there's not it doesn't seem like there's going to be much movement on on it unless somebody comes forward with new information because they've basically done the larger work of investigating at this point um and short of having the toxicology and medical examiner's report you know, there's not going to be that much new information found at this, you know, seven weeks after he disappeared. Mm. Um, so, um, so going back to the whole thing about his job, it says um, um, he had um, about a week before his disappearance, he had told he Cunningham was told by his supervisor 
that he would not get a promotion. The explanation was given to him on February 12th, which is the same Monday that he went missing. So I guess the week before he was told, you know, informed that he wasn't going to get it. And then they told him why on that same day that he went missing. So he um, told his coworkers that he was upset about the decision and left work soon after about learning, learning like the explanation of why and um, stating that he wasn't feeling well. And he apparently had also called in sick, you know, um, a couple of the previous work days as well. So he sort of had like been not feeling well, then got more details on the lack of or why he wasn't getting a promotion and then went home sick. And that's the last time anyone saw him. Um, so, but, you know, they're, the um, investigators are saying they have not co- uncovered any evidence that Cunningham's promotion snub was directly linked to his disappearance. Um, but, of course, there have been, like, a bunch of, like, conspiracy theories. Yeah, because um, I'm like, he's a black man in America. You know, <laughs> right, like, right. I don't think that's anything that would break a black man in America, especially not a Morehouse man. Like, I just don't see that. That just seems weird. Right. Like, so it just, yeah. it doesn't, I mean, it's just, it's not a measured response to not no. getting a promotion. It's not like you no. were fired or, you know, your livelihood's in jeopardy some kind of way or whatever. I mean, you know, like something more on a larger scale. Right. Um, so basically, the um, O'Connor, who's heading the investigation, says they're basically open to any and all possibilities at this point. Uh, because there's nothing um, that's leading them, you know, the few little roads that they've gone down, down and to investigate, they haven't found anyone. Um, the other thing that they said about his job at the CDC, you know, because in response to some of the conspiracy theories about, you know, it having to do something with his job is that he had no access to classified materials. Um, he would, and so this is um, the investigator, uh, head investigator speaking again, he says, he would not be of the type of person that if you kidnapped him and held him, he could give you access to some horrific virus that could become a real problem for all the rest of us. So it's not like he was, you know, that that's the level that he worked at. He worked in like a completely different, um, he was um, in the chronic disease unit, you know, <laughs> like not in like with infectious diseases. Infectious or, diseases. Yeah. So it's totally, you know, um, so so here's a couple of the weird things. So the, so those are the things that like are all like mysterious just because they're so non, um, they're not leading to anything. They're like non-starters basically. But here's a couple of strange things. His neighbor, um, this woman, Viviana Tori is a neighbor of Cunningham's, reported an odd encounter between her husband and Cunningham the day before he disappeared. She told CBS News, he told my husband to tell his wife, me, to erase his cell phone number from my cell phone. So we don't know what that's about. They investigated it and still didn't come out with any reason like why that would have happened or why he had that interaction with her husband. Um, and then, like you mentioned earlier, the most unusual factor in the case is the, that every single belonging that we are aware of was located in the residence. His keys, his cell phone, Credit cards, debit cards, wallet, all of his identification, passports, anything you can think of, we've been able to locate. None of those items are missing. Um, so that's crazy. Then he, um, there's no transactions from like a, any um, driving service. Like he didn't take an Uber or a Lyft that day. Um, his car is still at home. And his dog, Mr. Bojangles, 
um, mm. was also at home. And apparently, you know, and there was a couple of other articles that noted like how much he loved his dog and how he yeah he wouldn't like, just leave his dog right. So which you know makes sense like most dog owners or whatever you know. So mm-hmm. um, so that's those are all things that are very bizarre. Um, and then this from his father um, Terrell Cunningham told the New York Times that he had concerns after recent interactions with his son, who he described as focused on a host of professional and personal issues. And he told the newspaper, the tone and the numerous exchanges gave us reason to be concerned about Tim. And I don't know if it's an instinct you have because it's your child, but it was not a normal conversation and I was not comfortable. So that's the, honestly, the most, that there is of anything of like that he had other stuff going on mm-hmm. um but and like he like he couched it as both professional and personal issues so yeah, we don't know what I'm those just were like going personal more than that passover for a promotion thing like there has to be something else like going on right and so um so that's where the you know that's where the the that's the most light that the dad could shine on it at this point um the article ends by just saying that Tim Cunningham had been a prominent fixture in the Atlanta community in an Atlanta business Chronicle 40 under 40 awards profile last year. Cunningham said he was using the skills I have to improve and help the lives of others, referring to his work at the CDC. And the article said that he was also continuing on his family's path in the medical field. His father had been an air force nurse for 30 years and his mom had worked for the state health department as a program manager. Um, So uh, just a mystery, um, and uh, obviously an ongoing active investigation. Um, I'm sure there'll be more. Um, uh, hopefully, you know, there'll be something in the toxicology and the ME report that maybe sheds some more light on it, but maybe not. I mean, this may be it um, mm-hmm. in terms of sort of a, an unsolved mystery of sorts um, and whether or not they actually classify it as um, um, homicide or suicide. Yeah. Um, that's really the big question now. So, um, that's out of Atlanta. Yeah. So sad. Like, you know, just like I said, so many people say that they know him or, you know, have friends who knew him and it's just mm-hmm. really unfortunate. So yeah. at least his family, I feel now, like they don't have to wonder like where he is. So like, there's a little bit of Right. No, I mean, at least with that, even though there's still more, you know, questions and answers about what happened, but at least, you know, that part, you know, it's kind of subtle. That's kind of the not knowing. Mm. The not knowing is definitely so difficult. So, like, there is that sense of relief to the degree that, okay, but, you know, it's obviously not the desired. Yeah, yeah, not the desired outcome, and what do we, what happens now? Like, what do you do? Like, what if you never know? Like, you have to just move on with your life without never understanding Mm. why or what happened, you know? Mm. So, um, so that's, yeah, so that's um, Mr. Um, Timothy Cunningham. I'm just a Prayers, prayers for his family and friends who are uh, mourning his loss. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. So moving on mm. to the strange, um, strangeness of um, news. Um, this is from a very brief um, article um, that I printed up out of the, uh, you know, just yahoo.com news. 
Headline out of Sacramento, California today, Menendez brothers who killed parents reunited in prison. So, God, so <laughs> dumb. So dumb. It's so dumb that I, I just cannot. Okay, so the Menendez brothers, um, who, you know, the infamous uh, Menendez killings um, here in uh, Beverly Hills, California, nearly 30 years ago now, um, um, involving Eric Menendez, who is now 47, and his 50-year-old brother, Lyle Menendez. Um, the brothers are serving life sentences for fatally shooting their parents, Jose and Kitty Menendez, back in 1989. And um, they had, at the time of their, um, two decades ago after they were sentenced, um, they, they asked to be sent to the same prison. But of course, that's, you know, you don't, convicted killers don't get to say... <laughs> We know. Well, apparently they do. Right. Like, normally, normally they don't get to say so. So for all this time, they've been in separate prisons, which per- makes perfectly good sense. Um, but uh, Eric Menendez has, been, has moved into the same housing unit as his brother Lyle um, as, of, as of this week. Um, Lyle Menendez was moved back in February from uh, Mule Creek State Prison, which is up in Northern Ca- California, to um, Southern California, San Diego's R.J. Donovan Correctional Facility, which actually means he had a security classification that was lowered in order for him to be in this this San Diego prison. Right. And um, the brothers, now his other brother, Eric, was already down there, apparently. So, Mm -hmm. but when they, he first moved them, when in February, when Lyle was moved down from Northern California to the San Diego facility, they were not living in the same housing units. They lived in separate housing right. units, which means they would not have seen each other. The prison houses nearly 3,900 male inmates. Right. Well, that changed this past Wednesday, so just yesterday, when Eric was moved into the same housing unit as his brother, a unit where inmates agree to participate in educational and other rehabilitative programs without fighting or creating disruptions. And according to um, one of the prison officials, they can and do interact with each other, all the inmates in that facility, though she did not know how the brothers reacted during their reunion. Um, Now, of course, prison officials typically have often, you know, they've balked at putting partners in crime together. And the Beverly Hills detectives who investigated the slayings argued then that the brothers might conspire to escape if they were together. Um, but their attorney, Leslie Abramson, had argued that it was um, housing the brothers separately was exceedingly cruel and heartless. Um, right. <laughs> right. Cause you, Absolutely. Right. Because, you know, yeah. you wouldn't want to kill their parents in cold-blooded murder. Sure. Sure. Don't want to. They be, need to be treated. Don't want to be insensitive to them. Don't want to be them. insensitive. They've already been through enough, Kristen. They've been through so much. So much. Um, so at the time, Lyle was 21, Eric was 18, and they admitted that they fatally shot and gunned down their entertainment executive father and their mother, but said they feared their parents were about to kill them to prevent the disclosure of their father's long term sexual molestation of Eric. Um, Prosecutors at the time contended there was no evidence of any molestation. They said their sons were after their parents' multi-million dollar estate. 
And it's their behavior indicated. Their behavior afterwards. definitely indicated afterwards. They went on like many uh, wild shopping sprees, and it was kind of a ridiculous thing. So um, the jurors rejected a death sentence at that time in favor for a life uh, without uh, with, favor of life without parole. So. There you have it. Um, California always making great decisions um, <laughs> on behalf of felons. And um, yeah, I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why any prisoner, not just Lyle and Eric Menendez, but any prisoner would be accommodated in this way uh, where you can make requests for where you want to be, be in the same be place with, with your co-conspirator with your co-conspirator i mean who cares that it's your brother like and one of the one something i was reading today someone said that actually one of the one of the most infamous um prison outbreaks um or prison escapes i should say was um one of the alcatraz uh, prison outbreaks was actually orchestrated by two brothers who were in prison together so there's actual precedence that, um, you know, that putting brothers together, criminal brothers together in particular, um, is not a good idea. So I just thought that was rich because I was like, wow, um, talk about uh, just, just, it, it's just, I don't, I, I, you know, I just don't, I, I do, I believe in um, prisoners um, being treated humanely. And, yes, with you know, dignity. and with dignity, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but I, I do think that that's that is the extent of it. But you are in prison; you're paying your debt to society, and you know you don't have the freedoms that other people have um, because yeah, of what you, you don't done. get to see your brother every day. You don't get, yeah, you don't get to hang out with your family and hang with him at Kiki. Yeah, that's yeah. not <laughs> not Kiki. Um, yeah, so it's, um, it's just so, it's so absurd. Like, it's so absurd. I can't believe it's actually happened. Yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, there oh, you have it. California. So a California story and an Atlanta story. Yeah, so mm. appropriate for us. Mm -hmm. Yes. So anyway. Wow. And again, I, I've actually like heard of both of those. So there you go. Get me. Get you informed. I know. Okay. Uh huh. So the viral vox. So this is something I think that happened today, actually. So oh. you are aware of Lord the singer, right? Royals, the little girl who looks very old. The little girl who looks really old. Yeah, you know that song, Royals. I know the song. I guess I yeah. don't know. I don't know what she looks like. She's a very young girl, but she looks really old. Like, oh, she looks God. like she's lived a hard life. <laughs> she's the one living a hard life. She's the one living a hard life. But, you know, not to get on the... And people get mad because people always say she looks old, but she does look old. Old, like, uh, she looks like... How, like, how old is she and how old does she look? I think she might be in her early 20s now, but even when she was, like, 16 or something, like, she looked like she was a 40-year-old woman with kids. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you gotta throw the kids in there. <laughs> Y'all throw the kids in there because I'm sorry. I love my moms, but they have a special kind of tired. Yes, they do. God you know, bless them. Dealing with God bless them. Dealing God with those, the energy of those children. So Ooh. she had that on her, like that spirit. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. yeah. Anyway, so today, uproar. 
Laura posted a picture of a bathtub full of water and the following, and I will always love you. So, you know, like the Whitney Whitney Houston version of, you know, the song, I will always love you. So that caused, because social media, that caused a lot of people um, to react (laughs) because, you know, people were not happy since, of course, Whitney and Bobby Christina both died in bathtubs. Did they both die in bathtubs? Yeah, they both drowned in bathtubs. I don't... Why did I not catch that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, because I was like, I'm someone's waiting for the other shooter job. Like, all right, what's wrong with the bathtub? Okay, got it. Yeah, so that was that thing. So okay, it was like an uproar. It was on the shade room. And like, apparently she had like over 8,000 comments, people dragging her for like, really? Um, and so, of course, she was like, apologized she apologized like she actually commented on the shade room post and um oh wow. like her, her post was um her picture it was labeled day off so she was like it was my day off um she's like so her apology was um extremely extremely poorly chosen quote i'm so sorry for offending anyone i hadn't even put this together i was just excited to take a bath I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's my day off. I'm just excited to take a bath. Right. I'm an idiot. Love Whitney forever and ever. Sorry again. So she was like, I did not even. Right. Like, I wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking about this bath and this tub that I'm about to get in and luxuriate in. Right. And so, but everybody was like, but no, we made the connection for you. Stop. So that was that. So that poor girl. Oh god, poor thing. Yeah, that's a mess. I really don't think she meant anything by it. It was like she said, like just like I'm just thinking about my math. I'm not thinking about you know the circus. Like you, like you didn't even know. Like that's how Whitney Houston died. So like no. Well, I mean, because when I think of Whitney Houston, I think when I think about her death, I think about you know just you know, the the drug overdose and all of that type of, you know, just like the being found. I don't, I don't, I really don't think I knew. I don't think that was a fact that She's I had. She's found in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't, I certainly didn't know that about Bobby Christina. Yeah. Cause that was part of the whole thing. Like she, you know, died the same way. Yeah. See, I didn't catch any of that. Yeah. So that was a major thing today that was going on. Okay. Poor, girl. yeah, Poor so. girls. Oh, that's a bummer. Okay. Yeah. And so the next one is kind of silly. Mm. And I'm just totally switching up. Kind of silly. And this was something that was back, you know, last month. Well, gosh, no, it's April now. So back in February. But another a website, um, Facebook page, um, Listables, um, posted mm. about it. I'm going to post some of these on Facebook and Instagram because they are hilarious. So okay. there's a whole thing about LaCroix sparkling water. Oh, that water that everybody likes. Like, that's all, like, randomly popular? Right. So, I, like, did a little, you know, like, I was like, huh. So, apparently, it has Midwestern roots, and it's been around for over 30 years. Really? Yes. I did not know that. It just popped up into my life one day and just became popular. But they sold the company to, like, a big beverage company, and it became, like, this thing, like, with hipsters or whatever. So, but mm-hmm. it, yeah, they're like, it's been around forever because, like, apparently Midwesterners are annoyed that people are pronouncing it fancy. And they're like, no, it's pronounced LaCroix. Oh, 
It's not La Croix or whatever <laughs> little fancy French pretentious ways you want to pronounce it. Cut it out. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so it was pretty funny. The thing. So have you ever had it before? No, I've seen it and people have mentioned it, but I've just been like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, it's not my thing. Okay, yeah. So I've had it before, of course. Of course. And I really like it. I even got the guy girls to drink it, although one of them was like, it tastes like nothing. But, like, one of them, like, I really got them to start drinking. But it's like water for me. I was like, it's water with the essence of fruit. Like, it smells like fruit, but it doesn't taste like fruit. So it's weird. So some people have um, went on this whole Twitter thing about LaCroix, and they were so funny. So one of them was like, uh, MacGyver said, every LaCroix flavor tastes like it was created by someone who didn't want to admit he never tasted fruit. So he had a friend quickly describe it to him. (laughs) (laughs) And so people started responding to that with other things. And so someone's like, LaCroix tastes like you're drinking bubbly water and someone shouts out a random fruit from the living room. Wow. Uh, LaCroix doesn't taste like diabetes because, yeah, it is not sweet at all. So you know how people will say like Kool-Aid, ooh, that tastes like diabetes. They're like, LaCroix does not taste like diabetes. (laughs) Um, This was silly. Coconut LaCroix tastes like white girl spring break in in San Padre, South Padre Island. I was like, that's really specific. That's very specific. (laughs) Okay, Brandon Sutton said, LaCroix tastes like the only soft drink they allow in a dystopian future where no one is allowed to have emotions. (laughs) So it's like um, Bridger Winnegar said, I feel like LaCroix is what juice would taste like to a ghost. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and then Mike Ingram, he has a couple of them. He's, he said, I guess the question I have for people who love LaCroix is, have you tried any other beverages? <laughs> have you ever had anything else to drink? Yeah. And he said, LaCroix tastes like it was made by a society in which flavor is the scarcest natural resource. Oh, my gosh. So these went on and on and on. And I literally just fell out. But the one, like, shouting from the living room, I was like, yeah, because it's just like, a hint, a whisper of fruit. Like, it smells like fruit. Like, you open, like, a mango LaCroix, and you're like, oh, yeah, it smells like mango. You taste it. It tastes like sparkling water. Like, <laughs> so, it's sparkling. not even, like, flavored water. No, they have, like, something like osmosis, something that like they kind of, yeah, it's, yeah. Yikes. it's Yeah, it's not good. I'm actually drinking, I'm not drinking LaCroix, I'm drinking, like, the Kroger kind of sparkling water beverage. <laughs> the equivalent. La Kroger. Yeah. Because it does have a little diabetes in it. Like, it does have, like, a little flavor. It doesn't have any fruit juice in it, but it has something. Natural mm-hmm. flavors that taste like something, unlike LaCroix. So, that's why I enjoy this. Right. Because it tastes like something. Wow. Instead of water. Yeah. So, those are just it for the Virovox. Nothing like... There is some stuff going on, but I was like... I'm going to keep it light. Okay. Because the other stuff is just a mess. Oh, Lord. So there's, like, a lot of other stuff going on. I'm just going to pick two things that stuck out to me. Okay. Um, The first one um, was Kenya Moore and Michael Rappaport 
were on Watch One Happens Live this past week. Mm-hmm. And the shade was nonstop. For both of them? Yes. Uh, back and forth. Okay, now I know who Michael Rabapore is. Okay. Kenya Moore uh-huh. is now mainly known for being a um cast member of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. She was also in the nineties a Miss USA. Uh okay. Okay. I don't think it was I don't I can't remember if she was like the first black <coughs> sorry. The first black Miss USA or not, but that's kind of like, you know, what she's known for. Okay. So they, you know, the season finale of The Real Housewives was on April 1st. And after that, you know, Watch What Happens Live, hosted by um, Andy Cohen, who mm-hmm. is the devil himself. He is. Um, they were, you know, on the show. They always have, like, a weird hodgepodge of people. So Michael Rappaport is kind of like a super fan. Um, and he ain't doing um, nothing. So of the Real Housewives or of her? Yeah, Real Housewives. Okay, I'm looking at pictures of her now. She's pretty, but Lord, her boobs are like need, need to be put away somewhere. Oh, and we she's the one that we saw when we went to go see Girls Trip that was in the Cheesecake Factory. She was in the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, okay. And Faith took that picture of her just chilling. <laughs> like it was wow. quite the event for people. Um, so apparently, you know. You know, the shady digs are going back and forth. So Kenya says something about peasants can't summon queens. And Michael Rappaport was like, Kenya, you have to know. You can make eye contact with me. Are those contacts or are they real? I came backstage and I introduced myself to you. And I told you that I judge you from the show. But you do know that you are on the show like a villain, right? You have to know this, correct? You've gotten better but you are a villain. So this is what he says to her. On air? Yes! Wow, okay. That's a whole lot. That's a whole lot. To say to somebody. And she was like, I don't need you to tell me what I am or am not. I appreciate you being a fan, though. And so, you know, she kind of, like, gathered him together. So they do, like, this little after show because Watch What Happens Live isn't enough waste of a time. Oh, my God. So they do an after show, too. And so he goes on, and that this is where he kind of, people have been going off on him because he crossed the line before, but he definitely crossed the line where, like, you don't go there with black women. He was, he started talking about, he's like, I didn't want to go there on the show or whatever. But your feet are ashy. And he was like, you can, you know, cut, you know, glass with, you know, I guess her toenails or something like that. So, you you know, call her ashy or whatever. And she was like, um, are you for real? So there's like some, you know, more digs back and forth. Wow. Yeah. And so then she went on Instagram live after the show and said she doesn't have anything against Michael. And he tweeted that it was a pleasure to be on air with her. But... After that, he posted on his Instagram story a picture of her getting her makeup done um, backstage and then followed it with an image of an ape. What? Yes. So, you know, people are like, this is a case of 
Michael Rappaport feeling, you know, he's always been like a wigger, like feeling that he's <laughs> just like, he's not one of us. Homeboy, you're not one of us. I don't care whoever told you back in the 90s after uh, was a zebra head that you get a, a car, you can come to the cookout. No, sir. And I liked Michael Pat- Rappaport back in the day. But he is habitually like a line crosser. Like he got into it with Spike Lee. I was like, if you don't leave Spike Lee alone. What did he get into it with Spike Lee about? They got into it about Brooklyn. The, and how, you know the Brooklyn, as a neighborhood? Yeah. Cause I think they're both you know, they're both from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And so they started talking about um you know, Spike Lee had made some comments about, you know, I guess gentrification. And Michael Rapport was like, Brooklyn's much better now. And Spike Lee was like, for who? <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> like, right. You know, like, you need to couch this discussion, like, in a serious way. And he's just like, you know, he's a clown. He called he called Spike Lee something. Spike Lee was like, you know, whatever. Like, he's like a non-factor kind of thing. So uh-huh. it was crazy. So, yeah, he's kind of like living his life not on film, but like on Instagram getting into like spats with people so it's really sad oh that's crazy yeah and he had his moment this week with this little encounter with Kenya Moore who is gathering her checks and he can say what he wants to say but yeah yeah. that's very strange it seems it's such an odd thing for someone to get I mean for someone who's not like in like you know, she's on this reality TV show. It seems like you could see her having this kind of like random publicity type of beef with like other people on the show or people on like other types of shows that are the same. But like, it's such a random thing. Like, why Michael Rappaport? Like, yeah, why are you like, I'm gonna treat you like you are on the show? You know, it's like a show, right? And it's not like real life. And why do you have to treat her any other way but like, Hey, here I am. I don't know you. Right. Yeah, that's it's very strange. It's so weird. Huh. So crazy. Okay. Okay. So the other news, I need people to just act right um cuz I'm tired of Negroes <laughs> just being rude. There are like some stories that I do mm, put don't on, be rude. I'm just tired of like this is beyond rude. I'm just tired of people just not being the best that they could be. Okay. So Fabulous, the rapper. There, oh, okay. You don't Go know ahead. him? No. Okay, he was like 2000. Um, he had a song. He had the remix of I'm So Into You with Tamia. He had some songs oh, with uh-huh. um, um, Little Mo. Like, he was, you know, popping for a little bit, you know, back in the day. I enjoyed some fabulous songs. I might have had him on a mixtape or something. Maybe. Yeah, I think I definitely did. I know because I had like that little Mo Superwoman song on there. He was on that. Okay. So he's in the news. And also, fabulous of misspelling the word fabulous. That drives me crazy. Oh, because he spells it with an O. Yes. Why? It drives me crazy. Yeah, I, I I don't like misspelling. I think it's a very bad idea. It's just wrong. Like it's just spell wrong. the word correctly. And you have grown people out here misspelling fabulous because they yeah, look yeah. at you. And I was like, I don't I need you all to be better, all of y'all. 
Well, yeah. Don't go, don't go by him, that's for sure. Yeah, so, also fabulous and his, um, <laughs> fabulous and his girl, um, Emily B., were featured on, I think, the first two seasons of Love & Hip Hop New York, which was a great show. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I did watch Love & Hip Hop New York. I don't watch it anymore, but, like, the mm-hmm. first couple of seasons were good. And I think I watched the first season that Remy Ma was on. That was good, too. But now I just can't. It's just so horrible. But, yeah, that's the show with, um, I talked about them earlier. Hmm. Um, the Uptown Baby and all the, the oh, babies with the yeah, eggs. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so that it. show. So they were on there, like, the first couple of seasons. I think before, maybe before he got on. Um, so anyway, these people, so his, you know, girlfriend, I guess they have two children together. I don't really know. I think they still live together. So I guess they're still together. They were still together. So on March 7th, she claimed, um, that he punched her seven times and knocked out two of her teeth, two of her teeth had to be removed after this altercation. Mm-hmm. And she's saying that this all came about because he found out that she was out in Los Angeles at the same time that he was. And apparently he didn't know that. He wasn't okay with that. Maybe because she left the kids or high. Whatever his reasoning was, it's nonsense. That's not a reason to put your hands on anybody. No, no. And I mean, there really isn't a reason. There's not a reason. And like, to punch that, somebody, punch a, a woman seven times uh, for, yeah. The no. mother of your children. Yeah. Right. Like, no, 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 sir. So, apparently, there, you know, that domestic violence, and he made threats against her, like saying that he wanted to, I can't remember the thing that he said he wanted to do with her, but basically, like, kill her. And, but he said he's not going to go out like that. So, okay. So, you oh, want nice. to kill me. But because you have to go to jail, you're not going to kill me. That doesn't make me feel good. So she sent, like, I'm like, I would just leave. But she sent, you know, family members, I think her father and her brother, to the house to remove um, some handguns that she feared he might use against her when he got home. Because he wasn't there. How about you remove yourself? That's what I'm saying. Because, is that really the plan? Like, you're... Oh, I do not see this is this is where I don't I don't understand. Like Well, that's the thing I learned again, like just being around people who for a while who were in domestic violence situations. Uh Like a lot of this doesn't make sense. And even if they are like the most like together women, um, strong women in every other like kind of area, a lot of the things don't make sense to a person who's not in that situation. So I try not to judge just because like I knew people who were like like very strong women and successful women who were in these situations and I'm just like it looks crazy on the outside but I was like I don't know what like their situ- you know the situation the thought process or whatever. I can't mm. put myself in that situation. No. Yeah. So anyway, more information came out like this week because um TMZ obtained video of him flying into a rage um, at her and her father. He was um, had a sharp object in his hand and he was threatening them. Mm. Um, he was telling her father that he had a bullet with his name on it. Oh, wow. Um, the video, it was like this past I think, was it Wednesday or last Wednesday? I can't remember. 
Um, maybe they were in the driveway of their home in New Jersey. Um, his bodyguard was trying to hold him back as he was yelling at her and her father. And at one point, he asked, you know, his dad, her dad, why he was even there. And her dad was like, um, this is my MF and daughter. And he calls wow. um, him a coward. Okay. True. Yeah. So this incident, you know, prompted the police to respond to the home. He turned himself in. Um, he was arrested and booked for aggregate, aggravated assault and making terrorist threats. Mm-hmm. He, okay. Also, besides this behavior, the most upsetting part of this is listening to people's response and saying, well, what did she do? She must have done something to make him react in this way. Oh, his my brother, gosh. Are his you brother came, Yeah. His lawyer made a statement saying, um, there was no crime committed here. This was just an argument. The jails will be full if, you know, everyone who did this sort of thing went to jail. I'm like, are you serious? Wow. And then, you know, they're just like idiots defending him. His brother got on Snapchat like, y'all weren't, no, I think he's on, he's on some social media platform. I can't remember mm-hmm. what. It's talking about, you don't know what happened. Y'all weren't there. Um, like, they have. But like, it's on like, video, right? Right. But you don't know, like, what prompt, again, like, you don't know what caused him to react that way. To threaten people's lives. Right. Okay. Again, stop making sense. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then also, um, like little Mo kind of defended him as well. Mm. And then ugh, this was rich. The game, the rapper of the game, got on talking about he was blaming social media because you know he got arrested. He's probably going to have to, you know, might possibly get three to five years for this. Um, blame it, you know, because he, I was like, call him a celebrity is a stretch, but you know, sure. uh, whatever. You know, you know, even minor celebrities get off on stuff. So, um, blaming the game got on Instagram, blaming social media for breaking up another black family. What? And I mean... um, <laughs> uh, oh, tarnishing wow. a black man and all that kind of stuff. And um, he responded via Snapchat saying, you know, one of those vague kind of things where you're saying something but not saying anything and I was mm-hmm. like, you need to just shut up. He said, sometimes it's best to just be quiet and let God show people. Show people what? That video showed everything I need to see. I'm sorry, people. It's not normal behavior. It isn't. You it's can't not. get upset with someone. I don't care. Like, did she threaten your mama? Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. Like, what yeah. Did she do where you're still standing that would cause her, you a man, to like beat her and yeah. then to threaten her and then to threaten her father. And like, I don't, I don't get it. And, I don't like, get it. I don't get it at all. And uh, people just, ugh. yeah. I, and I really don't understand. I mean, whatever. People, obviously, he's got issues. And I'm sure this is not new. Like, all of a sudden, it's in the, for whatever reason, it has now somehow made, you know, it's been made public or whatever, but like he didn't just decide to start hitting her the other day or whatever, whenever this initial incident took place. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I'm sure it's been an ongoing private matter up until now. Um, so, 
you know, it's just, you know, the fact that anyone would um, try to defend him at all is just so disheartening. Um, it, you and know, that's my thing. Like, okay, there are plenty of people that you have, like, personal relationships with. You love them. You know them. You have a certain relationship with them. But you can't excuse all their actions. If they do something wrong, you need to love them enough to be like, that's wrong. That's unacceptable. Call them to the carpet and hold them responsible. Uh But, you know, the thing is, if you are the kind of person where this isn't a you know, this isn't a wrong to you, then, you know, anything is justifiable. Yeah, like this is yeah, that's awful. It's just a very, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good not a good commentary on on the world at large that there'd be that that many people who want to take up for him, you know. Mhm. There's so many people like blaming her, like, "What does she do?" Like women and and stuff. And I'm just like, "Oh God!" Like she, you know, like she isn't like a likable person. But I was like, that doesn't mean you deserve to be threatened and all these other manner of, you know, terrorize and... Eating. And apparently you said that they're, this is just their girlfriend and boyfriend, right? They're not even married? Mm-mm, but they've been together for a very long time. Okay, but still, like, no one, you know, it's just like, really, like, everyone's grown, every, you know, you're all making choices to be here. No one has to be here. Um, so, let's stop, you know, like, I mean, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I think of like women, not to make excuses for women, but I think, yeah, because I've heard it, women will do whatever they have to do to keep their family together. Mm-hmm. And um, also to keep a lifestyle that they've become accustomed to, that might be a factor. You know, I can't survive on my own, or I don't want to, or it's too hard. I like. It's life, even though this is not a positive environment for me or my children. Because apparently on one of the videos, there's like a child in the background crying. Of course. I'm sure they've been exposed to this and and, and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, yeah, I mean, uh, like you, like I said, I, I, I can't understand it. I can't put myself in that situation. But it's, it's, it's uh, crazy making to try to figure it out. Yeah, I was like, you can't like put yourself in that situation. So. Oh, well, that's really too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else you got? That's it. I'm done. There are some other stuff like I was looking at. Like, Do you know who Life Jennings is? No. I th- you know, I, I've heard that. I've heard that name, but I don't, I can't. He had a song like in, I think, the early 2000s called Must Be Nice. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, during that whole neo-soul era. Okay. Yeah, I think he had, like, I'm I'm not going to start lying on this man. Um, I want to say, like, he was in jail and came out and got a record deal. I don't I can't remember. Maybe I'm mistaking him with Chico DeBarge, but I don't think so. I think he had the same story. <laughs> I think he had similar story, stories. But anyway, on Instagram, like, somebody went in on him about the fact, like, he posted a picture of a baby and was like, yeah, 
I know like his sister or like the, the other baby was born a couple of days ago, but there's no mistakes. Um, love him or love, you know, whatever. I can't remember the sex of the day. I think one was a girl, one was a boy. So this new girl had two kids born <laughs> within days of each other. Oh, yeah. To add on to the six kids, I believe he has with five Oh, my women. word. What? And he was married. I think last year his wife divorced him um, because of infidelity. And <laughs> shocking. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he was in some custody battle last year with one of the the mother of, I think, two of the children. And, you know, somebody was like, are you serious? Like, that is horrible. And he was like, um, kind of like, yeah, I have all these kids and I pay my child, I pay more child support than you probably make it. I'm able to, because at least somebody called him broke or something. And he was like, I pay child support. I probably, you know, pay more than you make in a year, but I pay it and. You know, I have joint custody of all my children, and, you know, they love each other. There's nothing but love here. And I'm like, nigga, why are you celebrating the fact that you pay child support to, like, six different women or whatever? Like, that's not good. Right. Like, you I'm... are, like, <laughs> splitting your legacy up where you can just have one house. Right. And all the kids under one house. It's and providing so for those, absurd. you know, it's cheaper to pay for six kids with one woman. Oh my gosh. There's six kids with like five different women. So I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like. He said something about, like, I'm a ghetto something. I'm like, yes, you, you are. are. Yes. <laughs> like, that, you are that ridiculous. Is, yeah, you are saying a bunch of dumb stuff, but that is the truth. <laughs> I was just like, good grief. Oh my word. No, sir. No, sir. So, yeah, that was the other thing I saw. I was like, I can't, but I I guess I kind of did. So, it was, like, more on, like, what I could remember less on probably facts, but it was still frightening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, very frightening. So, Mm -hmm. I'm done. Okay. Officially. Okay. (laughs) Officially done. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Well, so... Um, for let's get personal. Um, I'm super excited this week because I, um, so I haven't given an update in a while on my whole, um, heel injury that I started the year off talking about. Um, and you know, back in January, I'd had the procedure on my Achilles heel and I've been, um, getting better and, um, going to physical therapy, this whole time really starting at the end or February through March and continuing now into April um Mm -hmm. and um it's getting I'm getting um stronger and the exciting thing this past week was that uh you know I only have I think I only have like a handful six or seven more sessions of uh, physical therapy left and so um they're starting to put me on the treadmill, letting me run like very little, like for the first time the other day, like they had me run for like, and and when I say run, I mean, it's a very uh, slow jog, (laughs) Um, but still more than I've been doing. And I got to like be on the treadmill for all of like, you know, five minutes or whatever. Um, But they're supposed to be increasing my time like every session so that by the end of it, you know, maybe I'll be up to like, 
I don't know, 15 minutes or something, you know? Um, okay. And um, and the whole idea um, being that I'll be, you know, able to just keep it up on my own once um, the physical therapy uh, sessions are over. So I'm super excited just because, you know, it's been um, before this whole, before I started this whole process in January, it had been like two years since I'd been out running and had been really kind of feeling like, okay, that's just something that I'm never going to get to do again. So mm. um, I'm just excited that it's like, okay, this is like, you know. It's, it's happening. It's happening. Like, it's like my, you know, um, my heel feels a lot um, stronger. You know, it's still sore, but it's now it's sore because it's they're working it out. All, you know, like I'm going to mm-hmm. physical therapy and it's just kind of like workout sore, not like just randomly hurting because just as like on gp you know so um so yeah so that's super exciting i'm really just looking forward to like you know these these next few pt sessions and um what they have me doing on my own is all the little exercises that they've given me to do like in between sessions and then also um increasing my activity um which is just right now it's just walking but just increasing the distance in my walking so um, the dog and I go out, you know, me and the dog, we go out for one long walk every day. And so every week we're adding like about a quarter mile. So we're up to about like 1.4 miles now. Next week we'll take it up a little bit further. And so, um, and those are going well, like, you know, I was a little worried about increasing the distance just cause I, you know, I was like, the, you know, oftentimes the longer I'm on my ankle, the longer on my feet walking, you know, the more sore I am, but it's the gradual increase is working. So all of that is going um, in the direction that I wanted to go in. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and um, the other good thing is um, last week, I think I said, you know, we were getting ready for our Good Friday service which, uh, a week mm-hmm. ago. And that actually went really well. It was a really nice, a nice service. I felt very like disjointed this year. I wasn't organized. Like the, you know, there's a lot that I was just doing last minute, like, because I just, my head was not in the game, but um, it was just one of those things, like everything kind of came together and worked out and it was very nice service. And, um, and yeah. And so it was, it was a good, a good week overall. I feel like it's, um, it's nice to feel like I'm making some progress in this one, especially this, this physical area that, um, that I've been meaning to. So, yeah, so that's that's my let's get personal. Nothing too deep, um, but um, just good news overall. Okay. What about awesome. you? Um, again, like, this week has been all about work. It's been super crazy i was like you know what i do most people who listen because they're our friends know what i do but for those who don't know i'm a real estate agent so (laughs) um, that's right yeah i know you're surprised so um this has been a really busy week you know the spring is upon us yes and it's just (laughs) busy you know this is the busy season and so yes thank god and so um I actually um, had some showings in um, Gwinnett County, which is a place that I never go. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it's 
because it's very far and I don't want to. Okay. Generally, but I was there <laughs> two days in a row showing a house for someone who's relocating, uh-huh. and um, it was quite the adventure. So, <clears throat> put on Facebook so people who are Facebook <laughs> friends with me have already heard about it. But it was quite eventful. So, um, one of the things I showed a house, got back in my car, and uh, I, you know, went to like put my, you know, hands on the wheel. And I saw like a bee on my sweater, oh, and so yikes. I was like, "Ah!" And so I'm like flailing. The buyer is like, stops her car, looks over at me, is like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "There's a bee in here!" And so like just flailing or whatever, I turn the air oh, on, gosh. and it like kind of disappears, but it's still not out the car. So mm-hmm. when I get to the next car, next house, I open the door, and it flies out. And I was like, "Oh, good God! Thank, oh, thank God!" God. But, like, the thing is, in Atlanta, this is not the first time I've been trapped in my car with a bee and mm-hmm. have gone crazy. I went to, God, what city was that? It wasn't Gwinnett, but I was in some city. And I was like, okay, are there just bees everywhere here? Is that the thing? Stockbridge, yeah. I can't remember. But I went to go get something to eat, got back in the car, and, like, a bee got in the car. And, like, it didn't appear until I started driving. Uh-uh. And I was like, oh, my God. And so, again, I'm flailing, about to get a car accident. Because I'm trying not to get stung by the bee. And then oh, I get out God. the car and get back in. And, like, another got it. So I was just like, Atlanta and these bees are for the birds. Like, y'all need to stop. <laughs> and it's only going to get worse because it's spring and they're just all over again. So Ugh, again, on this yeah. very same showing, three houses. So went to the second house, roll up, and I was like, oh, this is cute. When it's like, you know, like there's like a nice little wooded area, you know, it's on the left side of the home. Mm-hmm. So we get out the car and it's like a slope driveway. We are walking up and I get ready to walk up this. There's like three stairs and then a landing and then like another little stair to go to the front door. And so I prepare to start walking up the steps, but I freeze. And I was like, something's amiss. And, like, I'm, I'm not really, like, getting it all in right away. Like, it's taking me some time. But I do, like, stop. I was like, something's mm-hmm. weird. And so I look at, like, the second step, like, right across, you know, where the crease of the step is, mm-hmm. is a snake that is the length of that stair. Oh. It was black, it was skinny, and it had, like, white spots. And so oh. I freeze. The lady um, buyer's coming up behind me. And I'm like, it's a snake. And she's uh-uh. like, what? Right, <laughs> she's right. Like, runs away. And I'm just like standing there and like frozen. And she's like, mm mm, we ain't going to here. We ain't going to here. And so there's like a whole little exchange. And then she's like, okay, you need a hug? And I was like, uh, okay, sure. And I was like, wow. so scared. And so then she, we like waited there for a second. And, you know, she's kind of like, de-escalating like calming down me too oh and I'm just kind of frozen still not de-escalating yeah and so she uh because she was like on 10 and like kind of had to like go down and she was like okay do you want to see if it's still there and I was <laughs> like okay so we go and see if it's still there and it's not and so I was like okay she's like do you I was like do you want to go in that's okay if you want to still go in we can go in She's like, yes. And so we go uh-huh. in. Of course, 
I'm like, okay, am I gonna have to like hop over something, run? I'm like super, you know, constant vigilance. I'm like right. looking here, looking there, like, don't no snake come out on me. Don't you worry, uh. don't you come out on me. And so I was just like, you know, this is me and my cell phone. I was like, I would have threw myself. I don't know what I would have done. I was like, I had like a little notepad. I was like, I would have just throw I don't know. I was just like, gonna throw little... something at it? I am. What how okay. is that gonna <laughs> I don't know. Just dumb it for a second. I don't know. I don't know these things. I told you survival. I don't have those skills. Oh anyway. So I go up to the um door and it was like a complicated way to get in. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like for real? Like the snake out here. Can we please <laughs> like <laughs> hurry this up? This, do you know there's a snake outside? And there might be more because it's like all by the woods. And so, yes, girl, I was out in the, the house, close the door. It's cute house. She's weirded out about the snake still. She's like, I feel like I have to go take a shower. Like, this is so, ugh. Wow, gross. do you need to take a shower? Yeah, she was grossed out. And the funny thing is, like, so the backyard. So the backyard was just, like, went on for miles. Mm-hmm. And it was, like ivy there were like all these bushes and trees and i was she was like i don't think i want to go outside and i was like well you are welcome to go outside but i will not be going outside i'm gonna stay right inside and so she's like no i I don't think so she's like i'll just take pictures and show my husband i was like okay you do that there you go. So yeah, so I went there. So after that, I got in my car and I had to Facebook because I was like, okay, so the bee in the car at the first house, the snake at the second house. I was like, Lord, what is going to happen at the third house? I'm scared. Right. The other agent did say that there were two unfriendly dogs at the other house, <laughs> but that the um, owner would, you know, put them away. And I was just like, oh Lord, did they forget to put the unfriendly dogs away is that what's gonna happen here right i was like um okay so are we gonna open a door in there unfriendly dogs like so i was scared to open any door in the house just paranoid paranoid the whole time so because i was just like okay something else is gonna happen it's gonna get like worse and worse as we go so it's gonna be like be snake bear like i don't know like what the third thing is gonna be Mm-hmm. Like I was expecting a not bear. a bear, not a bear. Yeah. Oh my god, a bear, that sounds awful. A bear. So yeah, so I was like, okay, so occupational hazard. I was like, I was too done. Oh my god, that sounds bear. awful. Yeah, I, I like, would have been. Snakes don't really. I, I don't care so much, but the bees, insects, any insect. I'm. I always say, like, if ever there's something like crawled across or flew past me like in the car while I'm driving like that's that might be how I die because I would just <laughs> lose it like I yeah I could not I don't do well with insects yeah but she was like impressed by how calm I was about the snake and I was like I wasn't calm I was frozen with fear and she's like but you were just like it's a snake I was like yeah because that's all I could get out like I wasn't <laughs> like playing it cool and calm I was like I am a city girl. Right. I am from Los Angeles. I have never seen a snake that was not in a zoo. Right. So I was like, you know, I've never seen a snake outside of zoo. So I was like, I don't, this is not, no, even like all the time I've been in Atlanta, never. So I was like, this is new to me. And I was like, well, maybe, my, you know, my fella, he might know that he's from the country. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I told him the story. He's like, oh, that's not a reason not to buy a house. You could do this. You could do that. 
you know, you could put this on there, and you could do that. That'll get the snakes away. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely not a reason not to buy a house for sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's a million remedies. And the thing is, if you're out in the country, there's going to be random wildlife. That is true. Yeah, so. but I yeah, I want to see. Yeah, it was in the cut, and I was like, okay, I'm going back to the city where we Man. do see an occasional deer on the side of the road, but. Mm-hmm. For the most part, you know, a little, not nothing too crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Okay. Yeah, adventures in real estate. Adventures in real estate. I was like, okay, it's already a dangerous job that I wasn't aware was going to be, like, dangerous. But, yeah, now. Got to make those sales. They're going to make that money, boss, babe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought it made me think of something Cupcake said, but I'd already told you that. I'm not going to tell that about in public. Because I was oh, okay. like, I can't believe she said that. I think I already told you what she said. Which but, one? Yeah. You tell me a lot of things. About the money? About the money? Okay, never mind. I don't anyway, remember. so yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> let's end this. No. Oh my goodness. No, let's end this again. Oh, I have one more exciting thing. Okay. One, this real quick. Uh, sure. Um, I'm super excited. Okay, so I don't usually do like go to things that are scary, right? Like things that are like purposely set up to be frightening. Hmm. But I don't know if you've heard, but this year, Universal Studios, their Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. Is, is The Walking Dead? Dead? No, no, they hmm. already have The Walking Dead. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know anything about scary stuff. So, yes, what is it? Their new theme this Halloween 2018 is going to be Stranger Things. Okay, I had to stop watching that because it was scary. Oh my god, it's not that scary. See, that's you put that not in front of it, so scary. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I'm super excited. So. Um, our mutual friend Annette brought it to my attention, mm-hmm. and she and she too also has the same, you know, like we don't we don't really do Halloween, we don't really do like scary scary stuff just for the sake of being scared, but we're very much into Stranger Things, so that is going to be, I think, an outing come October. Good for you. That sounds horrible. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Horrific. I'm scared already. We're going to pee in our pants. Mm, that's not good. Make sure you get some <laughs> depends. That's what I told her. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be a hot mess, but I think it's going to be ridiculously stupid and fun. Okay. Yep. So, that's, yeah, so that's the other thing that's exciting that I'm looking forward to months and months in advance. I see, because I was like, I, oh, sorry. I forgot that that lets you know it's time to end this. Um, I forgot what month it was because someone was talking about the Super Bowl, and I was like, "God, that's coming! Up, that's coming up soon!" And I was like, "No, it's really not because it's, it's really April. Not. It's really not coming it's up a soon. Whole, it's a whole year away. Wow. I had forgotten what month it was. So I was like, wow. oh, great. I know. I was so tired. I was like, I need to go home. Apparently, you really do if you think that the Super Bowl is around the corner. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's just around the corner. They're looking for volunteers for the." Super Bowl, because, you know, it's all the talk 
you know, Atlanta's getting ready for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, Airbnbs and hotels are all booked, you know, that sort of thing. So, it's like, there's been a lot of talk about it. And I was like, that's right. It just ended and baseball season just started. Like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, you're tripping. I am, for real. All right, girl. I'll All talk right. to you later because I'm, you know, two y'all. Yeah, you fading fast. Yeah. I am. My little thing went off. My little alarm, go to sleep alarm, went off an hour ago. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find us on Pocket Cast, Google Play, Overcast, and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review to help get the word out. And get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at WaitTellMePod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at WaitTellMeEverything at gmail.com.